Losing in Chicago stinks. Watching Tristan Jari in a shootout stinks. But there's always, always a smile to be found in talking about Jeff Carter. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. Penguins lost to the Blackhawks 3-2 in a shootout, and that comes with all of the usual uh, components to it, meaning they haven't won in Chicago since 2009. I can't even say that in a straight face. I mean, I know that, you know, the Hawks have been pretty good for a portion of that, so it was understandable, but it, it hasn't mattered. It hasn't mattered. The Penguins have gone into the United Center time and again, and the Hawks have been one of the worst teams in the league when it's happened, and it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just one of those one of those places, one of those things, and it won't change until, you know, it actually changes. It's not even just that. Hang on. Before I go to the next thing, it's not even just that. It's that the Hawks actually look good when they're playing the Penguins in that building, and they don't look good against anybody else. Like, I, I just... I don't. I don't even get that unless it's like a, a Kane and Taves thing, you know, because they've been there, the entire time. Anyway, Jari stinks on shootouts. Did I mention that already? I think I did. Seven goals on, ten tries. I mean, he's, not that far away from, being about as good as if nobody was standing there at all. Okay, I mean it's gotta change. At some point, I'm not one of those people who gets uh, super intense about evaluating a goaltender on shootouts. They don't exist in the playoffs, and they're not really part of the game. They're kind of a gimmicky thing. But, you know, points are on the line, and these are some important points at this stage of the season with so many people missing, and you hate to just, you know, throw them out. They got one out of this event, and that was mostly due to Carter. He got the job done. Uh, The team overall was dominant in the third period. 25-5 shots. Crazy. Crazy advantage. The whole game, or I should say the whole third period, was spent just pummeling Marc-Andre Fleury with pucks. And it was Carter who got two goals past him. And this guy, it's easy to take someone for granted when they've been doing it for as long as he has. But when you see him get to 402 goals, when you see him work his way into the top 100 goal scorers, of all time in the NHL, which also happened in this game. And you see him doing this at age 36. I feel like there's an opportunity to step back and pause and appreciate that something that could have gone really wrong for the Penguins 
instead has gone really right, maybe even into the future. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the very good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need. They, in turn, need your help. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1 from you is all it takes to produce five full meals for those in need. pittsburghfoodbank.org. And spell out those three words, too, by the way. pittsburghfoodbank.org. On the day that Ron Hextall acquired Carter from the Kings, there were at least a small majority of fans who weren't all that wild about it. And I think that's a pretty fair characterization of that. It wasn't an even split. There was more of a portion, I I felt, like that were either cringy about it or outright not approving. And that's obviously been blown to smithereens. I mean, Carter did that. He scored goals like crazy and almost as significant. I think he he's flying around the rink. You know, you don't look at him and think, there's an old guy. You know, he's he's 36, but he's still one of the uh, fastest guys out there. And because he's doing it with that big frame of his and that natural strength of his, he might look even faster because you know that he's going to get where he wants to go. It's less likely that he's going to get slowed down once he gets that motor going. And now we're in his second season, his first full season in Pittsburgh. And it hadn't been 100% certain after the playoff loss to the Islanders that he'd be back. And when you do come back, when you do say, all right, you know, I've got another year on the contract or I feel like I've got a ton more hockey in me or whatever it is, and you make the decision and you commit and you do all the training and everything else, there's still no guarantee that you're not going to just fall off a cliff. And that's usually how it goes not just in hockey, across sports. When a player hits the wall, they tend to hit it hard. Any athlete, they hit it hard, and then they go sliding down it like Wiley Coyote after he swings into one. And it's not pretty. And yet here we are watching Carter... And he's got three goals, and, you know, he's missed some time, obviously, because he had to uh, you know, partake in the COVID protocol and everything. But it's not just that. It's, it's, it's a lot like what I was saying before about the intangibles. It's not just the goals that he's produced in Pittsburgh. It's just watching him. It's just seeing him. You don't think of him as old. This team is very, very fortunate and should count its blessings rather than, you know, focusing on 
you know, this crappy loss or that lost point or uh, a shootout loss of all things, to think about what this roster would have looked like, not just this month, not just next month, but through the whole season and into the next playoffs, if Carter had hit that wall. He hasn't, and he's having fun too. Listen to him uh, speaking with reporters last night in Chicago uh, after his two-goal game. Uh, we regrouped and started playing our game in the third period, and, and when we do that, we're hard to play against. Um, you know, we feel like we can play against any team in this league, and uh, um, we showed it in the third. But I wish it was for three periods. Teammates love him too. Swear by him. They, they, they love having him around. He's a great presence in addition to everything else. Not exactly like a Mark Messier type where he's going to be getting in people's faces, that sort of thing. He's more of a fun guy than anything else. And just a really, really, really good hockey player. Not to be taken for granted. When we come back, just one question. Just one question that's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T, Sportsnet, Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this show a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. It's a pretty good deal. Go to FuboTV.com. Slash DK. And by the way, for those of you who ask me this on a regular basis, I'll share with everybody, there's no contracts with Fubo TV. You cancel any time. Uh, no catches to this. Just give it a try. FuboTV.com slash DK. Our J1Q comes from Blake who asks, what can Andy Kyoto do with the goaltending that's going on in the shootouts? Realistically, it's the only thing. Tristan Jari's flailing with right now. You're right, Blake. I mean, I have a feeling that there's a, a bigger perception that Jari's not been really, really good to this point in the season uh, among the fan base, and that's not accurate, and it's also not fair. Uh Shootouts aren't hockey. Hockey is hockey. Jari's been really, really good at the hockey part of hockey, and it has mattered. If Jari wasn't as sharp as he was in that game last night in Chicago, there isn't an overtime. There isn't a shootout for him to lose. Now, that said, that can be true while also hoping and working toward, which gets to your point, getting him better at these things because points are on the line and applying the same principle that I just did, there's no playoffs if you don't qualify for them. And winning shootouts is part of qualifying for them. What can he do to get better. Well, one thing I dare say 
and I don't really care who this offends, is that it's incumbent not just on Kyoto, but also on Jari and Casey DeSmith to do their homework. The guys, the three guys that the Hawks sent down the ice against Jari last night have books on them. Some are more predictable than others. Everyone knows, for example, Patrick Kane slows down to a crawl. You don't go out and attack him because he'll just skate right around you. More often, when he gets closer to you, he's going to try some kind of maneuver and finish on his forehand. Kane, apparently aware of the fact that there's a really thick book on him, did all of that, what I just described, and then tried a forehand flick. But instead of doing it on a move, he tried to just place one inside the far post. He really didn't locate it well. And Jari, to his credit, got his pad on it. Jonathan Taves comes down. And all Taves has ever done in the shootout is go five-hole. Remember when that was Sid's big thing? Sid would just be five-hole, five-hole, five-hole all the time. And eventually, he starts just seeing goaltenders who are standing there with their pads knocking against each other, leaving nothing, and he'd shoot right into it. He was forced to try some different things. And he did, and he's gotten better in the shootouts. Taves still hasn't had to do that. He comes down the rink. The whole place knows Everyone watching knows, who follows the sport closely, that he's going five-hole. It might be forehand or backhand, but that's as far as he's going to go with the trickery. And if you go to the backhand and you're going five-hole, there's really only one move you can make, and it was exactly the move that Taves made, and it slid right through Jari's pads and... Worse than that, he was backing up as it happened, which you don't have to do, and pretty much carried the puck into the back of the net. That can't happen. That's avoidable. That's preparation. That's preparation. And I'm not making it sound like I hope that someone can, you know, walk in off of. Uh, walk in off the street into the United Center and stop Jonathan Taves on a shootout. He's also pretty good. But when you're an NHL goaltender who's already excelling in game situations, this isn't astrophysics. Do some more homework at it. There's really not another thing to say here. It's not uh, that Jari's lacking a skill set. It's not that he's uh, not quick enough, not athletic enough, doesn't have the technique. Shootouts are primarily a mental battle. They're primarily trying to outthink the other guy as opposed to outreact the other guy. And then once you've done that, that's when the athleticism comes in. But it's not just, well, here he comes. Let's see what he's got, which is what these shootouts that Jari's participating in right now, that's how they feel. Did you see what Kirill Kaprizov of the Wild did to him the other night? That was, that was criminal.
The little forehand flip over the glove was almost like he was making fun of him. Get serious about this. Get serious about this. You know, invest some drills in it and practice. Do some studying. Do some prep work. I appreciate the question, Blake, and I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do it again tomorrow.